It's time for a legendary introduction. Welcome to Unpacking the Box. I really think nobody does it better. Join the conversation as we cover everything from life and relationships. All a woman wants is a choice. Inspiring interviews. That just hit me. Wow. And everything in between. Just keeping it real. We keeping it all the way real. Whoa. Now let's start unpacking. This is Linnea, your host. I'm here with paranormal investigator Christy Sumner. She is one of Soul Sisters Paranormal Team, y'all, which began as a group of sisters and friends who traveled to some of the most historic and reportedly haunted locations across the U.S., as well as private homes and businesses to investigate claims of paranormal activity. Welcome, Christy. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here tonight. Yes, I'm excited to talk to you and so glad that I found you. Yes. (laughs) yeah I think it's gonna be a lot of fun yes so first of all where are you from I'm originally from Florida oh Florida okay okay Mm -hmm. yeah yeah, right outside right outside of Orlando um and currently I am in uh, I'm working in Tennessee my business partner and I actually opened a historic and haunted jail here in Tennessee East Tennessee oh wow that's interesting (laughs) okay (laughs) definitely okay so let's 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 start here first like what made you want to become a paranormal investigator well honestly it really started for us as a girls trip so my sisters and I we live in different parts of the country and we would routinely get together in different cities you know a few times a year just to kind of meet up and just have a a really nice girls weekend together as sisters and um, in 2013 we had the opportunity to go to uh, uh, Moundsville, West Virginia, which is where the West Virginia State Penitentiary is located. And that's reported to be one of the most haunted locations in the country. And we had a family friend that sat on the board of that facility. And he said, while you're here, why don't you just spend one spend the night at the uh, the penitentiary and see if you can communicate with our resident spirits? So we've always had a belief and fascination with the paranormal. So we took him up on that offer, and uh, we had some night vision video cameras, um, a couple of voice recorders. Uh, very, it's a very rudimentary investigation to start, and but we we were capturing things that we couldn't explain. You know, footsteps running at us in the darkness, um, doors slamming when we knew that there was nobody in the cell blocks, uh, mm-hmm. men's voices when there weren't any men around um, in the area at all. And so that really kind of catapulted us into wanting to explore this further, uh, to actually go um, investigate these haunted and historic locations and really tell the historical narrative and, and then couple that with any paranormal evidence that we find. Okay. So, so what, do, what do you love about it? Honestly, the the thing that really drives me is the historical narrative of these locations. You know, um, I always say I, I get to have a very tactile experience 
with places that a lot of people might not have the chance to visit. You know, I get to to walk the stairs of the St. Augustine Lighthouse at night or um, touch the doorknobs that Lizzie Borden touched and 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 go to the Velisca Axe Murder House and, and uh, investigate the USS North Carolina, which is a battleship in Wilmington. And not a lot of people can say that they had the experience or the, the opportunity to do those things. So for me, being able to go to those locations and then telling that story to our audience uh, to me is the greatest part about that. And then finding unexplainable evidence, you know, finding uh, something that we can't explain, footsteps in the darkness or a man's voice talking behind us. It it really is just a fascinating um, topic and genre to research because it is so unknown. It's something that everybody has an opinion on, um, you know, what happens after we die, but it's still unknown. And for us to be able to add to the research base or to open the dialogue uh, about what happens after we pass, I, I think that that to me is really is what's fascinating about this field. Yes, I love that. I, you know what? It takes, you know, a special person to definitely do what you do, what you guys do, because <laughs> even though like we talked earlier, I love scary movies. I love anything that has to do with paranormal hauntings, all things hard. Right. But I, I don't <laughs> think that I could go to like a place that was haunted. Like, I don't think I could do that, though, although I love to watch it. But I'm like, I can't do it. <laughs> you know, well, there... <laughs> I'll be I, I, out there. And I, you know, I completely understand that, you know, there are moments where we have some trepidation um, uh, in some of these locations, mm-hmm. um, but really when, when we go in and we start the investigation, it becomes more about the research and really trying to communicate with the spirits that are there. So you get so immersed in it that um, you're looking for the noise, you're looking for the voice, you're looking for the object to move. And, uh, you know, I can honestly say we've never run out of a location screaming. That's not how we, how we roll. Um, but uh, there have been moments where you have those, those old crap moments where did I really just hear that? But to us, it's fascinating because again, it allows us to um, put out some evidence there and, and really kind of to the best that we can bring the conversation from a subculture into more mainstream. And I, I think that's, you know, kind of what our role is as paranormal investigators. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I know you mentioned you were in Virginia, the Virginia um, penitentiary, the one that's mm-hmm. historic there. What are some other historic haunted places that you traveled to and stayed overnight? Oh, uh, let's see. St. Augustine Lighthouse, um, the Lizzie Borden House up in Massachusetts, um, the Velisca Axe Murder House out in Velisca, Iowa, Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary in Petros, Tennessee, Fort Mifflin up in Philadelphia. That was a great investigation for us. Um, as I said before, the USS North Carolina, which is a battleship in Wilmington. Mm. Um, yeah, so we've, we've been to probably a, 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 maybe two dozen to three dozen investigations across the country. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Ooh, y'all been to some really ooh creepy places. Oh goodness, <laughs> I'm scared of y'all. Okay, <laughs> yeah. So, out of all the places that you guys explored, like what has been the most memorable? One that you like just can't forget, and why? Mm-hmm. Um. Well, first of all, let me say that, that when we go to these locations, the history of them are so unique. 
Um, you know, the, the story of Fort Mifflin is much different than the story of the St. Augustine Lighthouse or, mm-hmm. um, you know, the Villisca Asmur House. So all of them for, for their unique historical perspective have all been fascinating and memorable. Um, but I'd say the one that, that probably has the most, I'd say paranormal activity um, would be the old Gilcrest County Jail down in Trenton, Florida. Um, mm-hmm. This was a jail that was built in 1928. It was in operation as a jail until 1968. And then after that, it really just set vacant um, once they closed it down. And it, it really became um, a location where criminal activity happened after it shut down. You know, there was some drug deals that went on there. There was actually a murder um, that happened in, in uh, 2008 of a guy that was trespassing and, and uh, he ended up getting shot and killed in that building. And so when we did our investigation there, I've been there twice. Um, I can honestly say that it was, it was the investigation where everything that we have tool wise, when we go on investigations, we have different tools. Every piece of equipment that we had was indicating that something was acting on it. So we were capturing disembodied voices. We were seeing apparitions. We were getting touched. Um, We have a device that measures electromagnetic energy. It was alarming and going off. Our flashlights were going on and off on command. And and so that to me was a, a, a great investigation and one that I will personally never forget. Oh, wow. That is mm-hmm. interesting. So mm-hmm. I have to ask because I watch all these movies. Is it is it true that there's a um, a correlation between like rancid smells and demonic spirits or energy? There is. Um, so let me just say, when we go to these investigations, uh, you're typically in the dark, and so your other senses really become heightened. So you're not really relying on your sense of sight. You're more relying on your sense of smell, of touch, of hearing. Um, And so those become extremely pronounced in those investigations. Mm -hmm. So smells are a very big, um, you know, indicator that something is going on. So there's locations where we'll smell cigarette smoke or pipe smoke or perfume or roses or baking bread or something like that. Um, Now I can honestly say that of the locations that we've gone, we've never experienced anything that I would call demonic. Um, I I, I do believe that demons exist, um, Mm -hmm. but the locations that we go to we're attempting to communicate with spirits that I feel had a human existence. They lived, they died. And for, for a multitude of reasons, their spirits are allowed to communicate with us. Demons, I don't think had a human existence. They're the representation of the evil in the good and the evil in the world. Mm -hmm. And so for that, we don't go looking for demons and we haven't found anything that I would consider demonic. Um, But to your question, smells are a very big factor when it comes to paranormal investigations. Okay. I always wondered that because whenever I'm watching movies, they'll be like, oh, it's a rancid smell. And that (laughs) means that it's, it's something, you know, bad, like demonic, basically what you were saying. But that guess Mm -hmm. that's a good thing that you guys have never came in contact with that. You know. Yeah. And, you know, most people's frame of reference when it comes to paranormal investigations and such are media movies, right? Mm-hmm. Popular television shows or media movies. And it really is different. What we do is different than what you see on popular television shows. You know, their main goal is to build an audience base. And that audience base is based on sensationalism. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understand that, completely understand that. And if, if a show like Ghost Hunters or Ghost Adventures, if that's how they want to build their audience base by having that sensationalism, I understand that completely. But for us, it it it's not honestly like that. We're in a location anywhere from eight to 24 hours 
and for the most part, it's kind of boring. Um, you know, that you're sitting in, you're sitting in a room, uh, completely dark, asking questions to nobody. Um, and every now and then you'll hear a voice or hear a bang or a knock that you can't explain. But for us, it's really when we go back and listen to the stationary equipment, um, like voice recorders and, and, and uh, video cameras that we left, that's mm -hmm. when we're capturing a lot of the stuff that we put out as evidence. Um, it's not this, uh, these, these things that are coming at you in the dark or hitting you or punching you. Um, that, that's really not how it is is in our case mm -hmm. and we we don't go into a location with bravado we don't go in with chest thumping or provo uh, uh, provocation uh, you know we we legit legitimately want to tell the story of any entity that we come in contact with and so uh, i think that's the reason why we've never come across anything that's malicious or uh, demonic okay that's understandable now what about like have you guys ever noticed like a change in temperature when you're in the midst of like a spirit Oh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. So it does tend to get a little bit colder. Um, and as I said before, because you're not relying on sight, mm -hmm. your sense of touch becomes very acute. And um, so it, it, the temperature definitely does drop. We have uh, uh, temperature gauges, gauges that we take with us. And there are indications that the temperature will go down before something manifests. Um, and then also, you know, we all have certain things that we pick up on, like, like, for example, when we go to a, a location and something is about to manifest or we start to hear something, um, I will typically feel something on my right leg. It, I don't know why, but it's like my right leg just kind of starts to tingle for lack of a better term. Mm -hmm. And I'll be like, okay, I think something is going to happen. We're going to hear something. We're going to see something. Um, so all of us kind of have a, a little, I don't tell if, if that makes sense. Um, but yeah, temperature is, is definitely something that we monitor. And if it starts to fluctuate any, uh, we start to pay attention. Mm, okay. I've always wondered that. That is super interesting. Super, mm -hmm. super interesting. Especially just not knowing what happens, you know, the things that me and my husband have these debates all the time because he's like skeptical he doesn't believe anything that has mm -hmm. to do with paranormal ghosts none of that so we're always like debating and I'm like well what do you say to things that you just cannot explain you know because some things you just can't you don't have a reason you know so <laughs> right. we like go back and forth all the time it's so funny <laughs> yeah and, and 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 that's you know that's what we like to put out with our videos it's we're not trying to convince anybody. What we try to do is we kind of build our case, if you will. So we tell you how we do the investigation, i.e. how many people are there, where we're leaving the equipment, you know, what we've tried to control for environmentally, light pollution, noise pollution, and that sort of thing. And then we show you the investigation and then the unexplainable things that we captured. And so for us, in that moment, they're truly unexplainable. So for example, um, my twin sister, Jenny, and I, we investigated the USS North Carolina, which is a battleship in Wilmington, North Carolina. We investigated that a couple months ago. She and I were the only two people on the ship. And so when we're standing there in this you know, medical ward or sick bay of the ship, and we're just talking and we hear a man behind us, mm -hmm. I can't explain that. You know, that to me is what we call the unexplainable. And and it just lends credence to something is happening here. Something's going on. Um, but and but we don't try to convince anybody. We just say this is what we captured. And it's up to the viewer to really decide what they want to believe. Mm hmm. 
I love that. I love that. Now, I heard that you, I know that you explored the Lizzie Borden house you mentioned. Mm -hmm. What was that experience like? That was a, a, an interesting experience for us. Um, it, obviously, the Lizzie Borden house, when you say, say that uh, location, it is kind of a mecca for paranormal investigators. And so you see it a lot on television shows and such. The very first thing that struck me was how small it was. You know, sometimes on these television shows, it looks a little bit bigger, um, mm -hmm. but it, it was it was very compact. The rooms were kind of interesting because like you had to go through one bedroom to get to another bedroom to get to the bathroom. And so it's very kind of disjointed a, a little bit and how the room was laid out. Um, but for us, it was a great investigation. And, and just for your listeners who don't know, um, the Lizzie Borden house was the site of the uh, 1892 murders of Andrew and Abby Borden. And uh, their daughter, uh, Lizzie Borden, she was 32 at the time, was arrested for the murders, the axe murders, and she was acquitted. Mm -hmm. Um, so she was found not guilty. So it's still sort of an unsolved mystery, even though most people believe that she actually did do it. Mm -hmm. um, so anyway, so when we go to investigation, the very first thing that we do is we turn on our voice recorders. Even when we're getting luggage out of the, the car and bringing it in, we've got voice recorders running because you never know what you're going to get. Right. And so so we had a voice recorder and we'd left it in the parlor room where Andrew Borden was killed. And so Jenny and Kara we're sitting there just talking about the day. We hadn't really started our investigation yet. So they're just talking about the day and they start talking about the differences between the Velisca Axe murder house, which we had investigated prior and the Lizzie Borden house. And so Cara makes the comment. She says, um, either way, being axed to death would be a horrible way to die. And right as she said that a man's voice in the voice recorder says it was. And <laughs> Yeah, so that was extremely interesting to us. And then uh, about an hour later, Jenny and Michelle were standing there kind of talking in the parlor. And they're, again, just kind of just chit-chatting. And in the, in the middle of their conversation, a man's voice said, I'm standing right here next to you. They didn't hear it in the moment, but when oh, we, but it was captured on the voice recorder, which is extremely telling. Um, we also, uh, during our investigation that night, there were five of us on the third floor and we were in the room where the maid Bridget Sullivan, that was her room where she, where she stayed. And so all five of us are in that room. The door is shut. And uh, m uh, my friend Miranda, who was with us on this investigation, um, she had a K2 meter and she says, I'm going to put this down on the floor so you can play with it. And as she said that, a man's voice out in the hall yelled, ignore them. It was so loud. We all heard it. Uh, oh Jenny was, yeah, Jenny was standing by the door. She whipped the door open. Obviously there's nobody out in the hall. So for us, the Lizzie Borden house really had some interesting things uh, that we were able to pick up and capture. Wow. It sounds like it. Oh my goodness. <laughs> but it's interesting though. Like it's so interesting. Mm -hmm. So yeah, when it you, really is. Yes. So when you guys have stayed at the jails that you've explored, do you guys like, do you, where do you stay? Like in the jail, do you stay in the cells? Um, yeah, for the most part. Um, so when we're in larger locations like Brushy Mountain State Penitentiary or, or West Virginia State Penitentiary, honestly, there's not a lot of like sleeping going on. We're really mm -hmm. on investigation mode for the entire time. Um, now, we may try to sleep in some of the locations just to see if we can you know, get some type of response based on that. Um, but no, for the most part, we're walking around all of the cell blocks. Um, you know, the cafeterias, the gymnasiums, all of that uh, really just 
just doing um, EV, what we call EVP sessions mm-hmm. and seeing if we can get any responses. Uh, the the one place that we really slept um, was uh, uh, the Grand Old Lady Hotel in Balsam, North Carolina. And so this is a, a three-story hotel. It was built in the early 1900s as part of the railroad system there through um, uh, Balsam, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And um, it, it we had we were able to get the entire hotel to ourselves for a weekend. And uh, so it's got about 100 guest rooms, two big staircases, a large ballroom and such. And so on this investigation, it was... Miranda, who's um, she has a show called Ghost Biker Explorations. She's a friend of mine and my Mm -hmm. business partner. So it was Miranda, my twin sister, Jenny and I in this hotel. So Miranda really conducted her investigation on Friday night. Jenny and I investigated on the Saturday night, but we all stayed in the hotel. Again, just the three of us. The entire property was ours for the weekend. And um, so on Saturday night, we decided to sleep in all three of us sleep in this suite, which there's one um, door that goes into the hallway. Um, but the suite itself actually has two rooms. So Mm -hmm. Jenny and I were in the interior room and Miranda was in the exterior room closest to the only door that goes out into the hallway. And so we, we have our voice recorders going and we had a night vision video camera on the inside of the door and one on the outside of the door in the hallway. So we know that there's absolutely nobody else in this area with us or on the property. Mm -hmm. And, um, so you hear us say our good nights and about 15 minutes later, there was a man's voice outside the door saying, please don't go. And Miranda said, did y'all hear that? And I said, yes. And she said, what was that? And I said, there's a man standing outside our door. She said, yeah, that's what I thought. Um, so when you have those type of moments, um, you you know, like I said, you really have those where you just mm-hmm. kind of, you get the cold sweats for a second. And <laughs> did, that, did I really just hear right. that? Um, but after that, we just kind of all rolled back over and went to sleep. Oh no. Oh my goodness. Y'all are good. Y'all are amazing because I I would have been two through, okay? (laughs) Two through. Oh my goodness. That's that that is wild. But you know what? That you guys, you know, for the reason that you're doing it, I think that's amazing. You know, and and also I love learning about this stuff. You guys are, you know, informing people and you know, with through your research because I'm learning so much just from you, just talking to you now about all this, you know. So that's amazing. Yes, you're welcome. You're welcome. So is there anything, you know, other besides, um, you know, research and paranormal activity, what what else do you enjoy doing? Uh, honestly, um, both Miranda and I, we ride motorcycles. And okay. so riding our, yeah, riding our motorcycles through Tennessee. She's from Tennessee originally. Um, so she and I are actually uh, business partners now. We were best friends, but now we're business partners. So oh. we um, uh, there's a, a jail here in Huntsville, Tennessee. It was built in 1904. It was in operation as a jail until 2008. And then it really set vacant until last year when Miranda and I um, opened uh, uh, this research, well, paranormal research and, and museum here inside the jail. And um, so that's really taken up a bulk of our time here over the last year, just mm-hmm. really trying to get this this museum up and running. And um, to us, it is one of the most haunted locations that we've been in, honestly. Um, it uh, we, We've captured footsteps. We've captured uh, shadow figures on camera. Uh, mm-hmm. We've had things come off the walls. Uh, we allow paranormal investigation teams to come in and stay the night. And almost every single one has gotten some sort of evidence that they can't explain. Door slamming, footsteps, knocks whistling all of that so um really our our 
quote unquote hobby right now is is running this this museum and mm -hmm. uh, paranormal research location but we love to do that uh it's it's just one of those things that we've become pretty enamored with well nice well congrats to you both for that that's amazing well, thank you thank You're you welcome. i appreciate that yes so uh if you get a chance to watch movies do you do you have a favorite movie well, my absolute 100% favorite movie of all time is Star Wars. Um, okay. <laughs> to me, I mean, the, the the classic 1977 version, right? Um, so that's my most favorite movie. Uh, if we're going to the uh, the horror genre, um, anything Halloween, uh, Michael Ooh, Myers, uh, you know, that, that whole series. I don't know if my mom has some type of a... a sadistic side to her, but I mean, we were watching those <laughs> things at six and seven years old, just... <laughs> Here's your popcorn. Watch Michael Myers. Um, <laughs> oh my goodness! So, so I absolutely love that franchise. So on the horror side of things, that's that's where I would tend to go. Okay, listen, I could dig it because I I am Team Michael Myers all day. That's my favorite. <laughs> my favorite. <laughs> I knew we had a connection. Yes, yes. So I watched my first scary movie though was I watched when I was about eleven. The audience, they heard this before I watched it, like, I, I maybe was about 10 or 11, and it was uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, and I wasn't supposed to be watching it, but I watched it anyway behind my mother's back, and let me tell you, it scared the crap out of me. I literally, for a week, for a week, I had to have lights on at all times. I couldn't go to the bathroom by myself. It was the worst. And Aww. then... <laughs> oh my god and then fast forward now i'm obsessed with all things scary and i love halloween mm -hmm. so much <laughs> yeah it, it is yeah it's a great month everything about october um i mean this is definitely our our time to shine for sure yes it is it is it is <laughs> yeah, i'll tell you there's a there's a, a movie that we used to watch as kids um it was called uh uh the lady in white mm, and, and i heard you, of you that may, yeah, you may have to research to find it, um, but it's like one of those psychological things. Mm -hmm. And I remember that uh, when we first watched it, that Trump, that was the one that traumatized me for a little <laughs> bit because it was really one of those that it wasn't a slasher movie, but it definitely highlighted ghosts and paranormal. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's the one that was like, oh my gosh, this is this is kind of creepy. And there was a song in there. I can't remember what it is right now, but the main character would whistle it. And if I heard that now, I would get cold chills. You get creeped out. <laughs> it's always that one movie that just does it for us. It's like that one movie that just gets, it triggers us. And for it does. me, it's Freddy. But yeah, so <laughs> even now, I'm like, oh my God. So yeah, I have flashbacks. But how do you feel about like uh, the Conjuring movies? Are you into the Conjuring? I am to some extent, uh, you know, they're loosely based on, uh, on Ed and Lorraine Warren's uh, research. And uh, so, yeah, it, it, I, I really enjoy them for the movies that they are obviously, again, going back to the sensationalism part of it. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you just got to keep that in mind and that in check, but otherwise it's a, it's a really interesting franchise. I do enjoy it. Okay. Me too. I love Conjuring. One mm -hmm. of my favorite franchi uh, franchises next to uh, Halloween, of course. But <laughs> <laughs> <Atta> a girl. <laughs> yes, yes. So like what's next for you? Do you guys like, how do you decide where you're going next? Um, it, there's really several ways. Um, we get asked to go to investigations a lot. Um, you know, the, the people will just call and say, hey, I own this location. Uh, would you like to come investigate it? 
And, um, and then there's other times where there's a place that has a haunted history or something like that, that is fascinating. So uh, I'll contact the owners and say, you know, can we come and investigate this location? And most of the time they'll say fine. And so it, it kind of, that's how those work. Um, and then we have locations that are private, uh, a private home or a private business, and the owners will call us and say, hey, I think this, you know, my, my, my home is haunted or something. Can you, can you come and take a look for me? So we do those as well, private residences and private businesses. Um, mm -hmm. So just, you know, it's either way, we either we research them or somebody will call us and ask to come and investigate. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, listen, I've learned so much today and I am, I enjoy talking to you. It has been a great conversation. Yes, definitely. Definitely. Now, before I let you go though, I love to do something with every guest that graces the podcast. It's called unpack your box. And that's basically where you just get a moment to say whatever it is you want to say, whatever is on your chest. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I'd like to say that I very much enjoy doing podcasts and I very much enjoy um, meeting new individuals and getting a new audience base out there. So I just really want to say thank you so much for having me on tonight and uh, giving me the opportunity to speak. Yes, of course. No problem. I'm so glad that we connected on Facebook. I was so excited. I've been wanting to interview someone, you know, who investigates paranormal activity for a while. And I, when I found you, I was like, and so, you know, so many people spoke so highly of you. And, Aww. you know, just listening to you speak, I'm like, she's amazing. So I definitely want to connect with her. So I appreciate you. Absolutely. Yeah, this has been a lot of fun. I've been looking forward to this for several weeks now. Yes, me too. Now, tell the people where they can keep up with you and connect with you. Sure. So our website is www.soulsistersparanormal.com. We're also very active on Facebook under Soul Sisters Paranormal. Uh, and then uh, YouTube, our YouTube channel is Soul Sisters Paranormal. Yes. And I will definitely include in the show notes, you guys, make sure you connect with her. Read about the Soul Sisters. They do amazing work. It is so intriguing. You know, I love what you guys do. It's amazing. I will definitely keep in touch and stay connected with you guys. And y'all, we are out. Have a great night. Wait, before you leave, keep up with your girl on Instagram at unpacking underscore the underscore box underscore podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be well.